Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining me on my podcast tonight. It is, uh, it's technically Tuesday, February the 15th, but it's also Monday, February the 14th in most places. So we are on the podcast. Woo! Anyway. Let's begin to say a word of prayer. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we just thank you for allowing us to come together in prayer tonight. I ask that you will smile on us in the name of Jesus. We pray that every dark force that would come against me, that would target me, that would target my son, we would target the dear listeners and their children and their family that wants to see evil for our lives will be intercepted by the violent angels of the Lord and cast out into the nether regions of the sea. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Saints, give yourself a hand clap. You did a good thing today. You gather with two or more saints in his name, and we know that wherever his name is, he's in the midst. So we know that he also inhabits the praise of his people. So let's praise him tonight, saints, that we even have the mind to want to know about our creator. Because there are so many other worthless things we can be doing. But we have our mind to learn of the things of God. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, he's good. All right, saints. So we're going to bless the Lord tonight because he has been good to us. Now, as you know, we have been studying on Jezebel, and uh, I think it was Thursday, I attempted to do a podcast on the prophets and the company of Jezebel, and after many, many interruptions and attacks, I did not do it justice, so I do feel like we're going to kind of whirl around back to that, but tonight we're pressing forward. And we're, we're nearing the end of the conversation about Jezebel. But I could not 
end the conversation about Jezebel in any way without discussing one of the most diabolical weapons of Jezebel and one that we've seen this evil personality employ in the Bible. And that is the weapon of psychic witchcraft, mind control, mind attack, mental attacks, airborne attacks in Jezebel. So we already understand that Jezebel is another, um, she is another uh, carnation of the spirit of uh, Ishtar, Astarte, Ashtoreth, Isis, um, all of these are names of the Queen of Heaven. Jezebel is just another one of those names. Um, later, we know her as Mary. This same spirit has taken on many names, but it's the same spirit. Um, so we've, we've talked about that. And the way that this spirit, you know, manifests itself. And there's much to say on the spirit. And we've actually said a lot. Um, but I feel like we can't really let the issue of Jezebel rest. Like I said, we, we've got to go back and do some other um, things again from the last podcast. But we can't let the issue rest until we talk about the spirit of Jezebel and psychic witchcraft. So first, let's go to the word of God and discuss this uh, the spirit and this operation. Okay, so turning your Bible with me to 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1. Ahab told Jezebel what Elijah had done, that he had killed the prophets. She sent a message to Elijah. Now, we've got some, uh, some quotation marks here. You killed my prophets. Now I'm going to kill you. I pray that the gods will punish me even more severely if I don't do it by this time tomorrow. End of quote. Elijah was afraid when he got her message and he ran to the town of Beersheba in Judah. He left his servant there, then walked another whole day into the desert. Finally, he came to a large bush and sat down in the shade. He begged the Lord. I've had enough. Just let me die. I'm no better off than my ancestors. And he lay down in the shade and he fell asleep. Okay. Suddenly an angel woke him up and said, get up and eat, Elijah. Get up and eat. Elijah looked around and by his head was a jar of water, some baked bread. He sat up and ate and drank, then lay down and went back to sleep. Soon the Lord's angel woke him again and said, get up and eat or else you'll be too tired to travel. So Elijah sat up and ate and drank. The food and water made him strong enough to walk 40 more days. At last he reached Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. And he spent the night there in a cave. Okay, we'll keep going. While Elijah was on Mount Sinai, the Lord asked, Elijah, why are you here? He answered, Lord God, all-powerful, 
I've always done my best to obey you, but your people have broken their solemn promise to you. They have torn down your altars and killed all your prophets except me. And now they're even trying to kill me. Go out and stand on the mountain, the Lord replied. I want you to see me when I pass by. All at once, a strong wind shook the mountain and shattered the rocks, but the Lord was not in the wind. Next, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Then there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. Finally, there was a gentle breeze, and when Elijah heard it, he covered his face with his coat. He went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. The Lord said, Elijah, are you here? Elijah answered, Lord, all God, all-powerful. No, that's Yahweh, God, all-powerful. I've always, okay. I've always done my best to obey you, but your people have broken their solemn promise to you. They have torn down your altars and killed all your prophets except for me. And now they're even trying to kill me. He said this twice now. The Lord said, Elijah, you can go back to the desert near Damascus. And when you get there, appoint Hazael to be king of Syria. Then appoint Jehu, son of Nimeshi, to be king of Israel. And and Elisha, son of Shaphat, to take your place as my prophet. Hazael will start killing the people who worship Baal. Jehu will kill those who escape from Hazael. And Elisha will kill those who escape from Jehu. But 7,000 Israelites have refused to worship Baal, and they will live. All right, saints. Bless God for the reading of his holy word. Okay. So let's do a little bit of background on psychic. I, when I would hear prayers against psychics, and they, the prayers were very serious, in my mind... I assumed that a psychic was a person who sits, you know, maybe they're at the fairs or the carnival, and they sit next to a crystal ball, and they tell people their fortune, or they turn over the, the cards, and they tell someone their fortune, but really they're just harmless, you know, they just tell you about things. I did not know that there's a, that, that is just one of the works of psychic. Or actually even what it meant to be a psychic. So we're going to talk about psychic witchcraft a little more in depth. Okay, so we look up the word psychic in the Bible. I mean, and in the Bible, I apologize, in the dictionary. It means, number one, relating to or denoting faculties or phenomena that are apparently inexplicable by natural laws, especially involving telepathy or clairvoyance. Two is relating to the soul or mind. That's the one I want you to keep in mind. Three, denoting a bid that deliberately misrepresents the bidder's hand in order to mislead opponents. Now, a lot of what we consider to be psychic is a far cry from what the average person that uses psychic for evil does now if we go back and we discuss psychic witchcraft and you've probably prayed maybe you prayed in in one of the many prayer books even maybe even one of my books about psychic witchcraft and we look at it oh it's just another thing that you know people do 
But psychic witchcraft is a very dangerous type of witchcraft. And it's vicious in that if you think about telepathy, you know, we've all seen the movies where we see people bending things with their eyes. They bend the spoon backwards and, you know, or they, they're moving things around and or they're clairvoyant. We, we see all of these things and we don't think about the fact that they that someone could really possibly do these things. And if they were the potential to hurt someone who is not who does not even understand that this is being done I want you to keep in mind that if a person can bend a spoon back that takes a lot of concentration and effort then they can pick up a paper they can dial in a code on a computer they can remove things they can take things all through the use of psychic witchcraft it is a very dangerous and deadly type of witchcraft and it is regularly practiced now, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all of this to introduce us to the topic at hand. Just, there is a, um, a type of witchcraft that I've personally experienced, and I'm really not going to go, I don't know really if I'm, for my own sake, if I'm able to go into liberty, uh, at liberty, go into this. But people will take things of their own. And say I take maybe a hairbrush or something of mine, and if I want to kind of watch what you're doing or invoke spirits against you, I will literally charm or invoke into an item and then enter that item into your personal place so that I'm always able to have access to you and your home or wherever you are. Now, this is what Jezebel did with the message that she said. It may not have been that we don't know, according to the Bible, that she sent a letter. But whatever she sent, whether it was a word, this word was so possessed with absolute witchcraft and psychic attack that when she released this thing over the man of God, arguably one of the strongest men of God that ever graced the Bible the psychic witchcraft that this fallen angel was using was so strong she immediately and you may have dealt with this so I want you to think about this she immediately number one took a man who was on the mountaintop and brought him into depression to depress something is to press it down now in order to keep something depressed you have to have something over it own it to keep it down she immediately entered the man of God into a depression and ultimately a suicidal state. This is how strong the level of psychic witchcraft that this individual was harnessing and that she unleashed on the man of God. Behind every threat is a spirit of fear. But these spirits have to have a level of operation. So what she did in the message that she sent was what you saw Goliath do, what you saw uh, Sinanacrib do, over and over again, repeating a message. This message was basically a threat, but it was a threat issued in such a way to create terror. Because the what they knew then and what they still know now is that they have to have an open door. So that fear 
was their way to invoke those other spirits. So what you saw them do was to intentionally make the man of God afraid and to introduce spirits of suicide because this spirit knew that this man of God had an end time work and she wanted to make this man of God not only eliminate himself, but to make sure that he would not be a problem for her in the future. See, I can assure you that sometimes these spirits do have some kind of a knowledge of our future. So what you saw was a threat, but the threat, you know, she could have easily have just had him killed right away if that's what she felt like she had the ability to do. But I believe she didn't know. I believe she knew she did not have it. So what she wanted to do was to literally scare the man of God to the level that he opened himself up to receive whatever attack she shot at him. Because when you yield yourself to fear and you receive all of the other spirits such as death or hell, the grave, when you receive those horrible spirits, all it takes is any arrow shot. So what you saw was a very, um, very strategic shot at the armor of the man of God. And it did strike, strike him. And it was such a strong blow that... Yahweh said, okay, Elijah, you need to go ahead and pick your replacement. I've got to go and pull you to the next assignment because what's going on here, I've gotten done what I need to doing. And I don't, it's not beneficial for you to stay around anymore because she's now hitting you with an arrow of fear. See, these people who operate in the psychic witchcraft, they may even project their own human spirits. Are fallen, or the fall, or their fallen angels, or their demons that they have, into people by way of psychic witchcraft. And I personally experienced with this, so I can say from a um, from that perspective that I know how that is. Now it's not an easy statement to say, but it's true. And the day. The deadly thing about psychic witchcraft and the thing that is very, very, um, should concern you about psychic witchcraft is that a person can send things without being there, which is what they did messaging of all types and create or invoke these kind of spirits into a person. Now, we understand that Elijah wasn't dealing with the typical witch. He was dealing with a fallen angel incarnate in a body. But all the same, this spirit is the spirit of the high witch. So what he was dealing with was the head of witchcraft in that territory and in the world at that time, which was the spirit of Asherah incarnate in the person of Jezebel. Now, this is important because if you understand that this is an attack on your soul, you will understand why someone who's involved in the occult will intentionally try to make you afraid or angry or fearful or whatever negative emotion because they want to open up what a, they call a, what I, they, I've heard called a psychic entry point. Now, you may have read some of my books and, you know, I, I went through all the psychic entry points. They call them chakras. 
And they use these entry points to gain access to a person, a lot of times for mind control purposes or to do harm to a person, especially mentally, emotionally, to create soul wounds, to send spirits or to just control a person. I can, like I say, I've had experience with that, so I know from the other side of that. Now, the reason why this is linked to all witchcraft, especially marine witchcraft, but Jezebel is one who is very notorious, very, very, very notorious for the use of psychic witchcraft. That is just one of those um, attacks that I guess you could is one of those spirits favorite or pet <laughs> one of her pet um, attacks is in the psychic realm now I want you to understand that people are made up of a lot of things including energy and there are a lot of things about us that resonate that we just don't know all of yet but I do know we do know that this spirit operates in the heavenlies we also know there, according to the Bible, there's a there's a marine spirit or a realm of the marine kingdom that operates from the heavenly and from the deep, from below. Now, I personally feel like one leads to the other. Um, but either way, this particular spirit operates in the heavenly. So when you wonder about anything that travels through the air, including light, uh, light and sound, television, um, all sorts of our internet, the things that we get from towers and things that travel through the air are all in the spirit's major wheelhouse. Why? Because most of the things that we do in the air involve some sort of communication. And this spirit uses communication as a form and psychic witchcraft. Now we have to be aware of psychic witchcraft because it's not something that's going to start to go away as time goes on or with technology. As a matter of fact, the more technology they create, the more psychic witchcraft is going to perpetuate because what they're doing is making things, uh, they're creating things to make it easier for psychics to work witchcraft. They're, they're establishing things. And kind of using that social pressuring thing I told you about influencers to get people to do things that will make it easier for witches and wizards and occultists to attack them when they want to. And this is not an accident. This is being done by design. I told you in the, I think maybe the last, the last uh, podcast, if a witch wants to attack you now, they don't have to invoke or see you out and invoke something to your house and get your picture. They don't have to find an old yearbook and get your picture. They can simply go on your social media and get something current. They can get any number. Most witches and wizards don't even have to do the old school things anymore. They go straight to your social media and you hand them everything they need. And, you know, we are used to kind of just eating anything and we go anywhere. And guess what? When we do this, these spirits are fully aware that people don't watch in that way anymore. So they've made it more sophisticated. And they've cleaned it up and changed the, the whitewash around the psychic witchcraft. And this is how you can have a man of God perform those kind of feats and then be suicidal right afterwards 
she sent and encoded a spirit of fear and this spirit immediately tried to complete his work and that is how the spirit is now I did all of that to kind of bring you into understanding where psyche witchcraft ties in with the spirit you know you'll deal with if you've ever dealt with that psychic witchcraft sometimes they can be very evil those familiar spirits that they use you know oftentimes they will do things they will do nasty or sometimes very mean things to get their spirits inside of another person this is why you see so many of the atrocities that happen especially people with ritual abuse a lot of these things are so that those spirits can travel and have a way that trauma that you experienced opened the door. And once that door was open, these spirits came in. So this is why someone that has been sexually abused may become very loose sexually later in life because these spirits were introduced when the door was open. Now, I'm just giving you an understanding of psychic witchcraft and the way that this plays out and the way it ties into the Queen of Heaven. Now, I, you know, I try not to do too much in advance because I don't want to. I really want to make sure that I'm right there on the money when I'm talking about some of these things because it's not easy. And, you know, some of the arrows have been shot at me and my son and threats and things have been made against our lives and our freedom and our future. I'm very, very careful, especially things that have been done in the past about what I say. Because I also know that this particular spirit and any spirit of witchcraft, but especially marine witchcraft and, and, you know, serpentine witchcraft, will twist your words and they will feed it back to you. And they like to get you in a position to where you can't really defend yourself. So what is, my answer is to be very I'm cautious somewhat with what I'm saying. But I think those who have gone through this can read between the lines of where I'm going with this. If you've experienced this, you know what you've experienced. You know, a lot of times you may hear voices. You hear um, pastors, a lot of pastors all over the world talk about uh, COVID transmissions. That's what they mean. Or you're hearing voices. You're hearing people talking um, or people giving you ideas or commands. You're hearing people. Uh, you may just begin to hear voices. You know, I, this is, I've heard that a lot. People just suddenly going crazy. You know, the day before your graduation, you suddenly, and, and you know, you're graduating from the first person to graduate from college in your family. The night before your graduation, you go mad. And nobody understands why you, you just went mad or you just heard a voice telling you to go walk. I mean, I'm, I'm telling stories. I heard real men of God speak. You know, a man came to the to the man of God that I subscribe to and, um, told he, he heard a voice in the middle of the night tell him walk so he got up and walked he ended up several cities away and he never it was years before he came to himself he was wondering because this man had never had a boy and so when the first boy was born in the family the spirit the witches or whoever that had been activated against him to make sure that didn't happen made him leave <laughs> this is the way that this psychic witchcraft operates 
And I've told you, and we've spoken many, many times on this, so this is just a recap. That the witchcraft at its core is making someone do what you want them to do while making them think it's their idea to do it. And so these spirits may invoke voices and ideas to a person to influence them or even to force them by using excessive witchcraft to do something they would not normally do and then you know once it's done now we've already like I said we've talked about that before so we need to get a good understanding of exactly what that means and why it is so imperative that when you're dealing with the issue of psychic witchcraft you take you're very careful about what you uh, what you receive from people because Jezebel as I told you a person that's in the witchcraft and they're operating through psychic witchcraft may intentionally give you gifts or leave things in your home or, or invoke things they may take spit or dander from their hair or something and they use these things as points of contact and I, I think it was in my book um take your life back from familiar spirits and I just gave kind of a case study on a woman whose the mother-in-law was in the witchcraft and she left some powerful charms and they will do this and this is what Jezebel does it is a work of Jezebel to use psychic witchcraft and the thing with psychic witchcraft that you have to be the most aware of is that it is very it's intent to make things happen that should not and essentially you have a person committing some wickedness with their hands off so when you hear the men of God you maybe read a book like uh, prayers that route demons or something like that you see them praying against some kind of a witchcraft know that the reason why these major men of God are praying against us is not because they're crazy not because they're just crazy Christians but most of the people who have been involved in deliverance have found is that when they were beginning to deliver people, they were casting out demons and eventually they found themselves casting out human spirits as well. Spirits of witches and warlocks and wizards that had entered into people through the work of psychic witchcraft. So it is something that is real very a very very bad thing to deal with and it's something that we have to be aware of when we're dealing with Jezebel this is why I told you and I advise you if you can help it you be very careful with how you deal with the Jezebel in that no you don't put a fear there but you're also very 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 slow in your speech because these are the types that will um, they, they will do things because remember this is spirit of witchcraft and so we we it all it behooves us all to keep that in mind and to remain prayerful in all of our dealings you know that is the way you have to deal with Jezebel overall is that you have to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might you have to get behind the high priest of Jesus Christ no matter what your sex you have to be strong because this spirit will come you know, I was reading the book, um, and this has been a while when I read that book, but it was the book, um, he came and set the captives free. And he was speaking about which was, you know, giving, using that 
on a woman and try to make her give up on life. Well, we saw that in the Bible. This is not a new phenomenon. It's not a new, it's not a new attack. They will do that. And so, as people, we do have to take the time to pray against psychic witchcraft. We do have to be concerned about the works of witchcraft in our family, in our friends. We have to be determined to oppress and oppose witchcraft everywhere that it wants to oppress us. It's not enough to simply say, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to pray those those prayers as your war club and weapons of war. I break down, undam, and blow up the walls of protection. That's a good prayer. But if you make it like a spell, then the witches, I, listen, I'm just going to tell you where I've been. They will do nothing more than make a spell to counter that prayer. I know for a fact they'll do it. <laughs> So the bet, your best bet is to learn what those what those terms in that prayer mean, and begin to read your word and become stronger in the Lord to put on the whole armor. Because remember that when you're fighting psychic witchcraft, you are not wrestling against flesh and blood. You're wrestling against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. When you deal with a person that walks through a wall, that's not a flesh and blood. That's a spirit. When a woman, a woman, not the husband who's the king, but the woman makes a threat and makes one of the most powerful prophets that ever walked this earth uh, contemplate suicide, you know that what you're dealing with in the in the work of psychic witchcraft is not to be taken lightly. Yahweh himself had to get involved in the psychic witchcraft he had to because at that point this particular spirit was trying was trying to work its work so remember this is a spirit a principality and it knew that it planned to continue and it wanted to get rid of the future John the Baptist and the future Elijah when he comes back the third time so the effort to do this was to cut him off at the pass and make him destroy himself. This that, that is how these spirits activate. They may begin to project into the body of insects. Like I said, I've, I've dealt with all of these things, so I know when I hear men and women of God saying this, this is not rare. You'll hear them all talking about that. That's just about Witchcraft 101. You know, I was listening to 700 Club, even, and they were talking about how the young initiates that's one of the first things they learn to do is to project themselves into the body of insects and enter into people's homes and torment them from their homes. These are children who are initiated into cults and the first thing that they're taught to do is to project themselves into the body of insects and as insects begin to torment people in their homes. They may project into the body of a cat or a dog or rat. Listen, I, I know this sounds odd. It, it really sounds odd for me to tell you this. Because, quite frankly, you're not going to hear it a lot. You're not going to hear anyone say that someone may possibly be interested in just doing these things. But it's the truth. And it's not a nice thing. I don't get any pleasure out of it. 
out of saying that this is what what we're dealing with, but it's absolutely true. There are people who this is their life. This is what they do as a life practice. They they practice psychic witchcraft on people. They do all sorts of evil against people. And this is their normal practice. This is not something that is rare to them. This may be something that they've done for generations. The grandmother taught the granddaughter who taught their daughter who taught their daughter or their son. And it may be something they do as a family. And I know it's very difficult for people who are not involved in that to believe such. And you think this can't be true. This is like something on television. But most of the things you see on television had a basis in some sort of reality. They didn't just pull these things out of the air. Most of the time, these things come from somewhere. That is the, I guess you could say the secret of Fatima, is that you're not going to hear that these things aren't just pulled from someone's imagination most of the time. All of these witchcraft shows and things that are on television, these things have a basis in what really happens? These people aren't just great imagineers. I would like to tell you that they were and make life easier for me, but I can assure you they're not. They're getting these things from things that are really happening. And the spirit of Jezebel in her in the in the wickedness of that spirit is the overseer of all of these psychic type of manipulations. So, you know, as I'm pressing on for time and I don't want to run over and it cut me off, we will put tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, or we're going to pray, or it may be even tomorrow, we're going to pray against psychic witchcraft. And we're going to add that to our um, prayers. And we need to really pray. You need to pray over people who are vulnerable. I've already told you that. Make sure that you pray over the vulnerable members of your family, that God will protect them and cover them and keep them against all forms of psychic witchcraft. And I certainly will be praying for mine. I'll be praying for yours too. Because I love those dear listeners and I pray that you are blessed. All right, saints. Well, I'm pressing for time, even though I'm sure I am, even though my system is doing some strange things. It always is around podcast time, so we expect that. But I do want to remind you that if you have not received Jesus Christ, today is the day of salvation. Just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I turn away from them. As that you receive me as your child. Oh, Lord, be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, saints, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear about it. I urge you to visit our ministry website at parentsarms.com, our WordPress website at sanctuaryprayerministries.wordpress.com, and my website at zionwillingham.com. All right, saints, until the next time.